Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We have a real treat for you today. I want you to meet Gary Penny, who is a bona fide cowboy poet. How in the world, Gary, did you get involved in cowboy poetry? Is this something you were always aware of from a little kid or, or what? No, I got involved through a family member that was doing cowboy poetry, and I didn't know anything about it until like 2003. And uh, his sister, he was a very straight-laced person. Mm-hmm. He had very little levity, very little humor, and he would just recite a poem like you might read it out of a book. And uh, she came to me one one day and said, Gary, could you write Monty a poem and give it a little levity? He needs some levity in his poetry. (laughs) And so I wrote the poem. I gave it to him. I heard him do it. And I thought, you know, I can do that too. And that's how I got started. So is it the subject matter has to be about cowboys or Texas or something else? It's about the cowboy lifestyle. Oh, okay. And... uh, I was I was never a cowboy, but I grew up around animals on my grandfather's farm. Well, that that and, counts. Uh, I stepped in a pile or two, so I guess that <laughs> qualified me as a cowboy. But I was always around horses and cattle, and both my grandfathers had farms. And my dad uh, helped my one of my grandfathers on his farm, and just about every weekend I would go out, and I was always around animals, and I just loved it. There's always work to do. There is always work to do. And uh, cowboy poetry is about the cowboy lifestyle. It can, it uh, promotes the cowboy way of life. It can be any, from anything about a cowboy's love to uh, love of his horse or love of cattle, the birth of young animals, just about anything that you might associate with a cowboy. And there's a big difference between what you see on TV and in the movies and what the old cowboy lived. Well, there certainly is a an interest in the old days, the old westerns with Yellowstone and the 15 spinoffs. I mean, every time I look up, there's a new spinoff from Yellowstone. Yeah. So apparently, I mean, people are just clamoring for, and I remember back in the well, sixties and seven gun smoke and Bonanza and, and Maverick, all those shows when I was a little girl. Um, and then it just sort of fell out of favor. You know, Westerns were a big deal yeah. and then they sort of fell out of favor. Yep. So maybe there's just a, 
a hunger for, for that sort of thing again. I guess so. So, so you sort of fell in to writing cowboy poetry, reciting it uh, by accident. You uh, have certainly been an award-winning cowboy poet. Uh, tell me a little bit about your trip to Kansas. Now, this was a few years ago. This was in 2017. Every year they have what they call the National Cowboy Poetry Rodeo, and it's set up like a rodeo. You pay an entry fee <laughs> for a, num- a number of poems that you do, and there are different categories. There's humorous and there's serious, and uh, there's for poems that you have written, and then there's humor, humorous and, and serious for uh, poems that you might recite that somebody else has written. So... Uh, so as a genre, there's there's quite a bit of oh yeah of content out there, huh? Yeah, and so I decided in 2017 that I was polished enough that I might could enter. <laughs> so apparently wife, you were. <laughs> I guess my wife and I went to Abilene, Kansas, where the event was held, uh-huh. and I think I entered uh, six of the eight categories. I won one first place buckle and two second place and a third place. And, and because it's like a rodeo setup, the more you win, the more money you win. So, And at the end, the top money winner gets a, a prize buckle called the Best of the West. And the year that I went, I was fortunate enough to win that buckle. So, <laughs> that, That's wonderful, as a, really as a novice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how is it something that's really catching on? How many people are involved in this are there younger folks getting involved in cowboy poetry is this a dying art i guess is my question there are a number of polished veterans out there yeah and there are quite a few and but there are also some young really uh, poets coming up i was in uh, durango colorado a couple of years ago and they actually uh had a section for uh young poets like high schoolers and uh, I know at the Salado event that happened, uh, that has happened the last two years, they have had a category for, uh, for school kids to enter and just recite their poems. That's and great. They, they're trying to encourage these younger kids to get involved. So you're, you're getting some 4-Hers and some FFA kids and just farm kids that are getting involved that, that are familiar with animals and farm life and that are interested in things like that. So there are some younger poets coming up, but let me tell you, there are a lot of polished poets out there that are just amazing. I think it's wonderful. And and is there a, a I guess there's there's a, a, a body of literature, there are books of cowboy poetry available. And of, yes. Have you written a book? I know you've been taking part in some books, uh, One uh, an art collection of all That's things. That's correct. Uh, there is an artist in Arizona named Marlis Fellows, and uh, she is just a fantastic Western artist. And uh, she wanted to do a coffee table book. Uh-huh. And her coffee table book, she wanted to have her painting on one page and on the opposite page have a poem about that particular painting. And uh, she put out on the Internet an invitation to any cowboy poets across the U.S., to uh, write a poem about her paintings, and then she and her family would select the poem to go in the book next to the painting. 
And I was fortunate enough, I believe, to have nine poems selected really? going her book. Really? And is that book still in print? Is that something yes, folks it is. could and Marlis Fellows, her name. Yes. That is that is amazing. So you just happen to are you like on a website for cowboy poets to even see this call for entries kind of uh, thing? Now that was over once the book was printed. But, right. Uh, I forget uh, how she put that out. I believe it was on cowboypoetry.com. Okay, there you go. That's what I was wondering if there is like something folks could go to and and does that have a have a place then for new material from Yes. In from fact, cowboy I think, poets. I think the lady that ran that website has since decided to retire. So I don't know if that website is still valid or not. Really? But, uh, there are lots of poems. I think you can still go to that website. You may not be able to submit a poem, but you can read poems that people have submitted. I have a couple on there, so yeah, very proud of that. And uh, I've had several poems printed in books and magazines. So and this all in recent history, really. You say what two thousand and. 2003 is when I started, yeah. (laughs) You kind of got involved. I think that's fantastic. Now, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where I know know you grew up in Corsicana. And folks, maybe I've got a Corsicana fruitcake right here, and I will explain more after the break. We'll take a break here in a little bit. But um, how Corsicana fruitcake (laughs) figures in to my my visit here with uh, Gary Penny, cowboy poet. But, well, but you grew up in Corsicana and your wife from Corsicana as well? Yes, we're both from Corsicana. And, uh, of course, the world-famous Collins Street Bakery fruitcake is in Corsicana. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, we, anybody in Corsicana is familiar with, with that business. It's one of the biggest businesses in Corsicana. And uh, during the off-season, around Christmas, Thanksgiving, they hire a lot of local people to come in and help with the seasonal orders that come in. And uh, my mother actually worked there for a couple of seasons. A lot of my high school classmates worked there during the Christmas season taking orders. One highlight was uh, my mother was working there one year, and she came in one afternoon, and she said, oh, you're going to love this, Gary. And I said, what do you got? She said, well, I took an order over the phone today. And she said, well, I said, you take a lot of orders over the phone. She said, yeah, but this was a special one. This one came from the the gentleman that plays Sky King on TV. And for all you older folks out there, you know who Sky King That's is. That's exactly right. I couldn't <laughs> tell you the actor's name. But, <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> but, yeah, I did just uh, have the opportunity to do an interview with Thomas McNutt, who is fourth-generation uh, owner-operator there at Collins Street Bakery. And uh, he told me they had just filled an order this recent season for a walker texas ranger (laughs) yeah for chuck norris so yeah yeah it was so they still have a lot of very famous people ordering their fruitcakes and um yeah it was it was a lot of fun and hayden crawford who was another one of the vps he sat where you're sitting right now and we had a nice long chat uh recently uh about the 10 now 10 years ago fraud that yeah. uh, was perpetrated against a Collins Street Bakery. Um, but tell, tell me about, so how did you get to Waco? Uh, what did you do professionally? I mean, I assume you're retired. I am retired now. I, uh, I went to Sam Houston State University and, and received a degree in agriculture, animal science, of all things. And uh, 
I studied poultry mostly, and uh, when I graduated from Sam Houston, I was offered a job with Swift and Company, Butterball Turkeys. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked 10 years for Swift Butterball Turkeys in Brownwood and Marlin. Marlin got me back closer to home, so, uh, but then that plant closed, and I had to get out and find something else to do, so I applied at M&M Mars, and because of my science background, nothing to do with animals, I got hired as a lab technician at M&M Mars, and I spent the next 30 years at M&M Mars, and my last eight years, believe it or not, I was the taster. Oh, I, I did the taste training for the Mars plant here in Waco. Skittles and... Skittles, Starburst, <laughs> and Snickers. <laughs> now, that's that's tough. That's a tough job. It was a sweet that's, job. Somebody's got to do it. I told, I told somebody, I said, how crazy can these people be? <laughs> I work in a candy plant. I, I can eat all I want for free, and they pay me to do it. <laughs> that, that just doesn't make sense. But well, uh, well, we lived close to uh, the plant there, and I would, after my job at the tv station i'd be driving home late at night and i could smell mm, we're making grape skittles i could i could smell the flavors <laughs> so when so when did you retire i retired in 2011 okay so so you were writing your cowboy poetry yes um while you were while you were still you know employed at there mars, at yeah. at uh, m&m mars and uh as as a kind of neat little hobby for you i guess it has been it's allowed my wife and i the chance to travel and meet all kinds of people we have performed it everywhere from uh, prescott arizona to durango colorado to venues here in the state of texas i've been at the fort worth fat stock show and uh salado waxahachie lubbock just lots of places around the Waco area, as well as many churches and civic clubs. Oh, sure. I'm sure you are much in demand. Well, when we come back, I want you to, to recite a couple of poems okay. for us. And one is specifically has to do with Collins Street Baker's Bakery's Deluxe Fruitcake. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, 
and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. Frozen, <laughs> Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes. Gonna tell you about. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we're back with Gary Penny, who is an award-winning cowboy poet who lives in Lorena, now grew up in Corsicana, and uh, had a had an interesting career, <laughs> very much so, as a taste tester for Eminem Mars. I mean, that has got to be one of the cr- primo jobs out there. <laughs> it was. But, uh, we'll, I'll ask you some other questions here a little bit later, but I... I I promised everybody we're going to hear some of your poetry. And one I just 
became aware that you had written is uh, called The Cowboy on the Tin. And the reason I have this Collins Street Bakery fruitcake that uh, I got in Corsicana not too long ago, uh, this is the iconic tin that's been around for a long time now. Gary, you have a, hand me the picture you have. This was the, the original tin, looked like this. It did not have the logo, Collins Street Bakery, uh, written on it. Of course, it says 1896 to let you know just how long this fabulous business has been around. But you say your mom, um, your mom worked there seasonally yes. because it is a seasonal business, and uh, they would hire on a hundreds of additional people to help hand decorate these these fruitcakes because yeah. I know they over a million pounds of fruitcake went out of that business this past year. Yep. So, yeah, that it keeps them very busy. But what made you think to write a poem about this cowboy on the tin? Well, I grew up in Corsicana, as I said earlier, and uh, College Street Bakery was always a part of Corsicana. And my mom worked there a couple of seasons. And there were always fruitcake tins around the house. And just in my oh yeah, you just can't throw them away. No, I mean they're t they're too they're nice great to for throw storage. away. Oh yeah, buttons or buttons or nails or whatever <laughs> screws. And uh, I got to wondering. I called over to Corsicana one day while I was here in Waco, and I said, "Can you tell me anything about the logo on this tin?" And they said, "No, we don't know anything about it." just that we've used it for a number of years. And I said, well, would you mind if I write a poem about it? And they said, go for it. Just, you know, don't do anything out of line and, <laughs> and uh, we'll let you do that. So I sat down and I wrote this poem called The Cowboy on the Tin because I wondered what it was. And I thought, well, if I can portray my thoughts about this, maybe somebody else will have some thoughts about it too. So that's where this poem came from. Okay. So you're going to recite it for us I now. will recite it. I had this poem memorized at one time, but it's been a while since I've done it, so I'm going to have to read it to you. That's fine. One of my little grandsons just recently came out for a stay. He's kind of like his old grandpa because he always has something to say. He likes to dig through my old barns and sheds, always looking for hidden treasure. And it always brings, he always brings his finds to me because it gives him so much pleasure. But one day when he came to me, he had a real puzzled look on his face, kind of like a look you'd see if you saw a ship from outer space. Hey, Pops, he said as he approached me with a puzzled grin, I found a bunch of old nails and stuff in this funny-looking beat-up tin. I ain't never seen nothing like this while digging around all, all all your old machines. Can you tell me what I found here? Can you tell me what this means? Well, I knew right away what he'd found when I caught sight of that old can. The first time I saw that artwork was years ago before I ever became a man. Carter, I said as I looked into his inquisitive little eyes, let's go sit on the porch in our rocking chairs, and I'll tell you about your prize. This wonderful can came from Corsicana, a Texas town filled with pride. The people there make delicious fruitcakes that are known by folks worldwide. The amazing graphics on this can were designed many years ago. But the artist's name was never signed, so of him we'll never know. So I'll do my best as we look at this lid to tell of its grand old story. 
Not only did this can hold a delicious cake, but it tells of Texas glory. The snow scene with the carriage and house tells me this is a long way from here. You see that fine lady and gentleman? Do you you see their gifts of holiday cheer? I'd bet they're on a Christmas visit because they look so happy and jolly. But what gives the season away to me is the bow there and the berries and holly. Giving fruitcake to your friends has become a holiday tradition, and the Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana bakes for that very intention. Now, I believe that that's the tale this wonderful snow scene is trying to tell. This artwork confirms what I told you, and it does it so very well. But Pops, said Carter, with a disappointed look on his face, tell me about that cowboy. Tell me about his, his space. He's right there in the middle of the lid twirling that big old rope. Did you leave him out on purpose? Are you trying to pull a joke? Settle down, Carter, I said with a sheepish grin. I'll tell you about the cowboy, and now the real story begins. You see that old yellow building up near the top of the can? That building is the Alamo, where the heartbeat of Texas began. 185 men stood so our republic could be free. They barricaded themselves against 5,000, and they did it for you and me. For 13 days of bloody glory, they mustered and fought and died, and right there in that old Spanish mission was born our own inherent Texas pride. The battle for Texas independence was bought and paid for in that war. You can see that sign of our freedom and pride shining in that bright, lone star. And right there in the middle of that star is another great symbol of our state. That old cowboy represents our grit and spirit and what makes our people so great. From the top of his hat to the rounds of his spurs to that colt hanging there at his side, you can tell this old cowboy means business, and he takes serious his Texas pride. Men like him helped to build this land through courage and sheer determination. His gutting it out when times were hard helped to give us a pride in our nation. And that great pride still lives on today, down deep in every Texan's heart. When you tell someone that you're from Texas, well, that just kind of sets you apart. So now when you see this old cowboy on the tin, I hope that you'll think of Texas pride and think about the secret ingredient that was added to the cake inside. Well, Carter, that's about it. I don't really don't know what else to say. You found a pretty cool prize there. I'd say you've had a pretty good day. Silently, he sat there for a few seconds more as he pondered the old cowboy's fate. Then he looked up at me and he smiled and he said, I love you, Pops. I think I'll go see if Grams has some of this cake. (laughs) I love it. I love it, Gary. (laughs) What a way to memorialize something as iconic as a deluxe fruitcake from the Collins Street Bakery and this um, and this historic tin uh so that i just got it tells you cowboy poetry can be whatever kind of strikes your fancy to 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 memorialize i guess in a way so have you written any new things i mean what year did you write the cowboy on the tin uh that was written in 2004 okay so it's been around so yeah so uh, what what's your what's your latest 
I, poem about my wife and I recently celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary and I wrote a poem for her congratulations for our anniversary kind of caught her off guard <laughs> I'll bet. but I haven't written any cowboy poetry lately mm-hmm. I had some health issues a few years back and since then I just haven't sat down to write yeah I have ideas in my head but I just have not followed through with them mm-hmm. well maybe so maybe that can It'll come back. That'll come back. That'll come back for you. Well, this has been so much fun, and I and I just uh, I think as a as a genre of poetry, you know, this is something that needs to stay alive and and vibrant. And you're obviously doing that. Do you do you travel any more to any of the we went to poetry uh, conventions? Yes, they have uh, their cowboy poetry gatherings mm-hmm. around. There are not too many in Texas, believe it or not. Really. The one in Lubbock, the Lubbock one, we always enjoyed going out to Lubbock for that one, but COVID kind of did them in. They didn't have one this past year, right. but since that has happened, Salado has had one. They have one, I believe it's the second weekend in May. Okay. They've had two so far, and Waxahachie actually had their first one this past year. It's been about two months ago. Good, good. And I've been invited to come back. They're going to have another one this year on September 30th. So we still travel around and get to see lots of old friends. And it's like a family reunion because we see a lot of the same people. And uh, there are some really cool people doing cowboy poetry. So if you've not been to a cowboy poetry gathering, uh, mark down Salado and walk down, mark down Waxahachie is. Those are two good. They're young, but they, they have some quality talent that are coming coming in and doing poetry poetry and cowboy music. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I you know, I think of that too. Of course country and western music is is so huge and, and a lot of the the stories that are told in those songs, you know, could yeah. could suffice as cowboy poetry. Many of them, I'm yep. sure. Yeah. Well, it is so much fun to talk with you. I like to end these visits so with a little questionnaire that I asked to my guests. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's, if you remember, inside the actor's studio with James Lipton. Anyway, yes. it was sort of a te- my take on his, his questions. And I'll ask you, what is your favorite word? Well, my wife would say, What? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Been married 50 years. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Trash. Okay. All right. What, trash. What, I mean, you are a creative person, obviously. What turns you on creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Uh, a lot of times I get inspiration just listening to our pastor in church. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts that run through my head, and I, I they're very inspirational. If I would just sit down and write something about it, but I tend to go home and just forget all about yeah, it. Yeah, eat, uh, <laughs> eat lunch and watch football. Watch football. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. But, I hear. Uh, well, what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? I would say <clears throat> I'm turned off by people who want to talk while you're doing your poetry, you know, and are not listening. Right. Because, you know, poets put a lot of work into this. It, yeah. I mean, it take, when I write a poem, it usually takes all day to do it. Sure. Because you, you have to come up with a thought. You have to, 
how I, I usually start with an ending. How do I want this poem to end? I have the thought of what I want to say, but where am I going to take it? How is it going to end? So a lot of times I'll come up with the ending first and then I'll write a story to get there. Mm-hmm. And then I, you have to make it all rhyme. I, I, I get that. I get that. What sound do you love the most? Applause. <laughs> all right, good. Honest answer. That's good. I love that. What sound do you hate? I hadn't really thought about it, but uh, coughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're trying to recite your poetry. (laughs) Get a cough drop. Yeah. Uh, What other profession would you, I mean, you were a taste tester at (laughs) Eminem Mars. You just can't beat that, but... But what other profession would you like to have tried? Uh, possibly sports journalism. Okay. All right. My son is actually doing that in Abilene. Good. Good. He's the voice of the Abilene Wiley Bulldogs <laughs> on the radio. That's that's great. What job do you know you would not want to do at all? Porta potties. <laughs> all right, the guy that has to <laughs> has to monitor those. All right, and finally, Gary, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm glad to have you. Job well done. Yeah, yeah, that's what we all long to hear at that at that time. Um, and it is a job well done. I mean, I'm telling you, Gary, that's just getting to to hear about cowboy poetry and and you know, and your journey in this particular uh, field of uh, artistic endeavor is just it's just delightful. And uh, and to kind of continue my theme of Collins Street Baker, of course, a can of fruitcakes. I I don't sort of fell into that by accident myself, but it's been it's been a fun little journey this uh, this Christmas season as well. So uh, thank you again, Gary, for being thank with you, us. Anna. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and thank you for being with us. And join us again for another edition of Central Texas Life. Bye bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.